been listening to MOD Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG channel where we help you to see real and practical Christianity from God's word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today we're going to be looking at another line by line, text by text explanation of God's word. And we're going to start off at Luke chapter 19 verse 1. Now, if there's a title for today's teaching, I would say it is the goodness of God or something else that I'll probably pick along the way. But then, Luke 19 verse 1 says, And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Verse 2, And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the tax collectors, and he was rich. So, what do we know about Zacchaeus? First of all, Jesus was passing through Jericho. There was a man named Zacchaeus, and he was the chief among the tax collectors in Jericho and he was very rich all right and he sought to see Jesus who he was and could not for the press or because he was little and of stature I'm reading from King James so it can be quite crazy but it just says he wanted to see Jesus he desired to see Jesus because this is Jesus that the Bible says his fame spread abroad and everyone desired to see him. But he said he was short, so he could not see him. And it's quite interesting how the rich, right? The rich also wanted to see Jesus. The rich were also attracted to him. But let's move forward. Verse 4, And he ran before and climbed up into the sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. All right, so... I think that this is where we begin to see that there's a bit of a distinction between just uh, Zacchaeus being a bit curious and having a genuine desire to see the master. Because, I mean, Zacchaeus is rich, right? He's rich, he's wealthy, he could do many things, but he's so eager to see Jesus that he runs up a tree, climbs a tree. I want you to, for a moment, think about it. Imagine it in today's world, right? If you are whichever country or city you are you just imagine imagine a rich person you know in that country very wealthy person in that country or in that state or in that city and imagine that jesus is passing by okay so let's just say there's more traffic just is walking by or driving by whatever and this rich person you know wants to see jesus so badly i mean there are many ways but he runs to a tree he actually runs ahead <laughs> Right, he runs ahead, and because he's looking, okay, he calculates that this is the path just going to pass through. So he runs ahead and climbs a tree. I mean, going to that extent just to see Jesus. Verse five. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, come quickly and come down, for today I must stay at your house. Now I want you to notice something. The way the scriptures already paints Zacchaeus, that means from the eyes of the Jews, is that he was a rich man, a tax collector. Now, you have to realize tax collectors were seen as sinners. Why? Because obviously they were cheating people. To be a tax collector, right, um, in those times meant they were also cheating people. And you have to realize this was the time when Rome was the ruling nation. All right? Rome was the ruling nation. 
Okay, so Caesar, who was the head of Rome or the emperor of Rome, right, was imposing levies on the Jewish nation alongside other nations that they had con- conquered. So you have these guys who are collecting taxes on behalf of Caesar. They are Jews, but they have been appointed to collect taxes. And so, first of all, the Jews probably see them as sellouts in the first place. And then secondly, these guys now use that position of power to also extort the people because, I mean, that's a dangerous position to be in where you are actually, you know, like you, you control taxes. So you can you have a lot of power because you are reporting directly to Rome. So they are not, in fact, I just, there you read through the four gospels and you're going to see the way tax tax collectors are never spoken of in a very good light. They are never spoken of in a good light. It's always uh, this one. In fact, I think this, the story of uh, the two um, men that came to the temple, right? Just spoke a parable about two men that came to the ta- temple. One was a Pharisee or so, and the other one was what a tax collector, actually. You know, and it talks about the fact that, okay, that's actually Luke 18, verse you know, 9 says, spoke the parable to some who trusted in themselves and were righteous and despised others. Verse 10, two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus within himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, okay, unjust, adulterers, or even this tax collector. So a tax collector was put on the same pedestal as what extortioners, that's thieves, unjust people, and adulterers. They were, in fact, if you're a tax collector, it was assumed you are a sinner. First of all, you are collecting taxes against your own people. And secondly, you are also extorting them in the process. So that was actually how they saw them. And look at the tax collector in verse 13. It says, And the tax collector standing afar off would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Are you seeing that? So tax collectors, like it was the norm and now this was Zacchaeus a chief of tax collectors so you can imagine the stigma surrounding him people didn't like him people hated him people didn't think he was worth anything they said if there's anyone that's going to hell immediately it's you Zacchaeus right people must have distanced themselves from him and all that stuff they didn't want to be around him (laughs) are you seeing that so this man Zacchaeus despised right short man no chance if it was one of the Pharisees who was supposedly in quote self-righteous there's no way that Zacchaeus would have had an audience with any of them in the sense of um, oh maybe any of them that want, would have wanted to be seen publicly with Zacchaeus no because you see this is actually the culture of the world and it was the culture of that time it's the world's culture you know this is like this the world will love you but the world will not forgive you the world will love you, they won't forgive you. Among the Jews, the love of God, right, was a rare thing to them. It's when Jesus came that they began to know what the love of God was. So you have these accused that everyone scorned, everyone looked at as a bad person and all that stuff. And the, le- the least or last thing, he only wanted a glimpse of Jesus. He didn't even expect anything would go further than that. But Jesus, <laughs> not just looks at him, I mean, he stops right in front of where or where the tree he climbed, looks up, sees him, and he calls him by name, right? He calls him by name. And I mean, this is a very important part, very key point. He calls Zacchaeus by name, 
says Zacchaeus. Who told Jesus his name? It says Zacchaeus. <laughs> it says, be, be, um, okay, the word is make haste actually. But it means be fast and come down for today I must stay in your house. So he actually goes the extra mile for this in quotes sinner. Are you seeing that? Yeah. He goes the extra mile. And I want you to spot that about Jesus that the way he treats people especially the downcasted the trodden those who society seeks to isolate he draws those people close to himself there's a text that comes to mind that talks about what the love of god does right romans 2 verse 4 it says or do you despise the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering or knowing not knowing the goodness of god or that the goodness of god leads you to repentance so Many people would have thought that Zacchaeus, for him to repent, they had to tell him about his sin, tell him about how bad he had been, tell him about the consequences of where he's going because of his sin, and that that should treat, you know, make him stand upright. But Jesus takes the other approach. Rather, Jesus is good to him. Jesus actually identifies with him publicly, right? Jesus loves on him. He says, ah, Zacchaeus, I must come to your house today. I must, I must be at your house today. He identifies with him, with the sinner. He made him feel welcome. Are you seeing that? In other words, he loves him. So look at what happened. Verse 6, And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Are you seeing that? Yes. <laughs> the love of God leads many to repentance. You see, Zacchaeus, he says he received him joyfully. <laughs> you need to understand, this is the Savior. He receives him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured. Now, look at, to confirm what I was saying about the idea of tax collectors, saying that he was going to be guest with a man that is what a sinner. Now, funny enough, they were all sinners. But you can see this reveals the way they thought about sin at that time. They felt some sins were bigger than other sins. And they felt that their self-righteousness would take them somewhere near God. So this man was a sinner. Them, they were not. <laughs> Are you seeing that? Verse 8, And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my good I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I will restore to him for full. I want you to see something about how, like, Jesus comes into this man's life and, and he's willing. He says, I'll give away half of my goods. You know, so you can, you can see that all the man's covetousness, all the man's greed, all those things have been an attempt to fill a void in the man's heart. You understand? To to use things to just to satisfy his emptiness. But he meets the master, right? The Bible calls Jesus the desire of nations. He meets his true desire. And he says, I'll give half of my goods to the poor. And if I've taken anything from any man by false accusation, I will restore to him fourfold. That's four times. And this is the people that are probably cheating people every day. Do you know what that meant? That probably meant that Zacchaeus will be broke by the end of this. <laughs> but he didn't mind. He didn't care. He had found that thing that could satisfy his heart. You know, you need to understand, and this is something you need to get, that when you look at the sinner, when you see the sinner, our job is not to tell the sinner how bad a sinner he is. Our job is not to tell the prostitute how undressed she is, how unclad she is, how bad what she's doing, you know, is. That's not our job. Our job is not to tell the cigarette smoker guy, See, when you enter hellfire, there will be no fire to light all your cigarette smokes or, or cigarettes or whatever. That is not our job. That's not our job. Our job is not to tell people about how sinful they are. Look, they know. The world reminds them every single day. They know that they are sinners. What they need is good news. 
Jesus comes into this man's life and the man is willing. The, all the things he has gotten by ill gain, he is willing to just give them away at a moment's notice. Why? Because he has seen what he truly desires. He has tested for eternal life, for salvation, you know, for God, and he has seen that person. So, it just tells you, whoever it is, God's goodness is the approach. God's goodness is what people need to come to repentance. Are you seeing that? Verse 9, And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much as he also is a son of Abraham. Now, I want you to notice something. He said, For he also is a son of Abraham. Now, remember that God told Abraham, He says, Abraham is the father of Jewish nation, he quotes, but God told Abraham that in you all nations of the earth shall be blessed, right? And he also made a covenant with him and his children. That's why when Jesus came, he came first to the Jews. He brought salvation. Bible says, he, Jesus said salvation is of the Jews. And when he came, remember the Syrophoenician woman who came to try to get her daughter healed? He said, no, you don't take the bread of the children and give it to dogs. What was he saying? That it is first. He said, let the children eat first, then the dogs can be filled. You know, that was what he's saying. He's saying, I came primarily for the Jews because they had a covenant with God. So he is telling them there that, look, this guy also deserves this salvation I'm bringing. He is also a son of Abraham. You guys have cast him out and you have you've blackened him and said that this guy is not the son of Abraham. You people have thrown him away, but he is also deserving of this salvation. So I want to say to you that there are people out there that look bad. You know what sometimes we look at celebrities, right? We look at some of these uh, people that's in the world, worldly people, musicians, and all these people. And what we see in them is usually as Christians say, hmm, this one, this guy is going to hell very fast too. We see the bad in them. But we have to start to learn to look and see the good in people. Begin to see the best in people. Because the Bible says, love believes the best in what? People. So we must what believe the best in people. Do you get a point? We must believe the best in people. So that's what I want to share with you today. I hope you've learned something from this. Start by choosing to see people in a different light. See them the way God sees them. And there's going to be a radically different approach that you will take towards those people. And you'll probably see more results. All right. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day and bye-bye. If this blessed you, or you want to say hi, or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram at pst.essien, pst.essien. Also, if you've been blessed and you'd love to support what we do here at MOG Podcast, then you can give to 0106-207-685. I'll say that again, 0106-207-685-GT Bank. God bless you.